Kaya Drive with Sizwe. There will be a one-man, one-vote in this country. However improbable it may sound to the skeptics, Africa will prosper. And for the first time ever on this show, we actually have a guest. Keenan Jared Forbes. Um, yeah, so look, I asked everybody to send me a word, one word to describe you, Keenan, before we started. Yes, and sir. all sorts of names and words came through. The name that I think you'll be pleased with is Kanye. Uh, I don't know if I'm pleased with Kanye right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, I like to think of, of Kanye West being the American version of me at times. But right now, I, I, I'm trying to distance my name and Kanye's name as far as possible from each other. Now, nah, for sure. We also got arrogant. We got talented. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Arrogant is good as well. I like that. You see, yeah, that's a thing. So how would you describe yourself if you had to choose one word? Which one would you use? Uh, bombastic no uh <laughs> mega uh, i'd have to uh, i'd have to say i'd have to say um sincere okay sincere. yeah well so here's the thing um and i'm sure you know this people will say a lot of things uh uh-huh. they'll start off maybe with negative connotations but the one thing they'll never say is they'll never take away your talent so everybody will yeah. say whatever they want. Hey, 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 that guy will start this, will start that. But you got to give him this. The guy is talented. Um, yeah, well, I think that's, that's all that really matters. I mean, uh, I always like to say to people, the, the only thing worse than not being talked about, than being talked about is not being talked about at all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if people have said for many, many years, uh, you know, uh, this and that and the other. But, um, you know, my what I have to say is, you know, my first release in this music industry was in 2005 uh as part of my my group yeah which was 15 what which was 15 years ago so people have been talking beep for 15 years you yeah. know what i mean so and when you look, and when you look at yourself now as an artist and where you are are you 100 uh-huh. percent content and happy with it I, I i don't think a true artist can ever be 100 percent uh content and happy with themselves um as an artist um but before we get into all of that, I just want to say good uh, good afternoon to your <laughs> listeners. I want to say what's up, what's going on. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a great interview. I'm so excited. I hope everybody from the Megacy is tuned in. We are on the drive, uh, Kaya Drive, and it's going to be absolutely amazing, man. Now it is, um, and you know, a lot of people are obviously wondering how we got to this point uh, because. Uh-huh. Two, three months ago, you and I had a huge blowout on Twitter. <laughs> I personally don't feel like we need to address how we mended that relationship. But if you want, you can. Uh, I just think I just think that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the times, I mean, people don't know that me and you, well, they do know this, actually. Me and you go way, 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 way back. And, uh, you know, we've always had a, a great relationship. And some somewhere along the line, that relationship kind of broke down. Mm. And when communication and relationships break down, that's when things creep in. And, you know, kind of um, people jump to their own conclusions and form their own uh, their own kind of, uh, you know, perspectives. Mm. And, uh, you know, we had our thing. Obviously, I went, uh, you know, too far. And you know, uh, you know, obviously, apologies to to your to you to your family and uh, to yourself, you know. But um, I think that 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 is the reason, kind of, why we are in a place now where we can rebuild that relationship and we can uh, 
bring something positive out of it, take lemons and make lemonade out of it. And I think that's what it's all about. I love the fact that you brought up family, right? Because for me, one of the things you always spoke about early on in your career was being a global superstar, right? Uh As Uh of late, though, you've changed your tune. So you're now saying, well, the kind of sacrifice that it takes to be a global superstar uh, is possibly not something you want to invest in right now because you'll be away from your family, etc. So and I I remember us having a conversation (laughs) like that. So would you say family is important to you? I'd say family is the most important thing to me. Um, if you look at, at, at my career, um, if you look around about maybe five years ago, the main thing that I was doing was I was overseas, right? I was in Europe. Um, I was in the States. I've been nominated for the BET International Award multiple times. Never won, but been nominated multiple times. I think I'm the most nominated Southern African or South African artist in mm. the history of the, B, of the BETs. Mm. And the reason why we were touring like that is because we were really, you know, trying to, to crack overseas and, and try and crack through the, through the system. And what I found out was it takes a lot of sacrifice. Firstly, it takes a lot of monetary and financial investment. Mm-hmm. But more than that, it takes a certain type of person to be away from their family for six months, seven months of the year, if you really want to do that. If you really want to be successful in the States or in Europe, you're actually going to have to move there. Mm. Now, moving to the States and moving to Europe, and you know this well because you're, you, know, you know Trevor very, very well, you can speak to the people about the types of sacrifices that you have to make in order to go chase that American dream mm. or chase that global superstar dream. And and for me, I just realized at some point that that is not something that I'm willing to sacrifice. I want to be close to my daughter, my mom, my people, my friends, my family. And that's that's how I feel about it. Okay. So if you just joined us, we are online, of course, with the one and only, a.k.a. Keenan Jared Forbes. You can give us a shout if you've got a question for him, 086-0000959. Then, of course, on WhatsApp, if you want to hit us up there, the number is 063-688-0959. Send us your voice notes. I'm going to play for Lion Versace right now. Uh, one uh-huh. of my favorite tracks from you, actually. Uh, and then oh, I want yeah? to come back and speak about your relationship with Burner Boy. So keep it yeah. locked. Uh, we're gonna be here hopefully for at least an hour, but then if things uh-huh. go well, then who knows where this conversation could lead. Kaya Drive with Cizwe. As I was saying, joined in studio by the one and only, aka Keenan Jared Forbes. So here's the thing, Keenan. Um, yes, sir. The song I was playing earlier on for me is one of my favorite sounds from you, the Philippine Versace <laughs> track. I've told you this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what actually introduced you to that whole Nigerian scene? Is All Eyes on Me, a song that you did with Burner. Correct. Correct. Uh, and you and Burner were very tight at the time, and then yeah. the relationship just kind of fell apart. What happened there? Well, you know, firstly, I, I, I want to also point out that be, even before I linked up with Burner Boy, you know, I had started touring, going to Nigeria, um, doing performances there, doing to radio tours there. Mm-hmm. I think the first song that really got me out in Nigeria was Jealousy. Uh, you remember? Uh, Jealousy. Yep. I, 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 I don't know why I don't perform that song anymore. Anyway, long story short, uh, um, you know, we, we, we linked up after that. And um, <clears throat> obviously, All Eyes on Me came very close, did a, long, a lot of music with Les, you know, and we call ourselves the A-Team and we had a great vibe and everything was dope. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, Bernard went on to, you know, go uh, to the States and, and, you know, has had a lot of success. And, you know, we all, you know, really, you know, behind him, you know, to tell the truth. I, I actually like, you know, really enjoy seeing all the strides that he's making. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it, it's, it's, it's really a miscommunication. The miscommunication came about uh, during the whole xenophobic um, episode that was happening in our country. And, you know, I've never, ever, 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 you know, been one to mince my words when it comes to patriotism and South Africa, you know. And for me, I just felt like people needed to know the facts and the truth uh, behind what the media was reporting as some sort of genocide, some sort of mass genocide of Nigerian, uh, you know, Nigerian nationals in our country. And I think really, you know, once I put all my, my thoughts out there, all the Nigerian kind of artists and celebrities and people kind of climbed into me, calling me xenophobic and all this, that, and the other. And so Bernard Boy took his turn and, you know, had had his say. But it's important to remember, you know, the way I was raised is also like, you know, if you have a, a friendship or brotherhood with somebody, you kind of reach out to them and you speak to them, you know? Yeah. And I think it was really just a miscommunication. I don't really have any bad blood towards Bernard Boy whatsoever. You know, um, I don't really even think about him uh, in, in those terms. Uh, but it's just really sad to to see what, you know, the, the whole xenophobic situation in our country kind of impacted me in, in, in so far as, you know, kind of losing that relationship and, and, and that whole thing, you know, being a miscommunication and driving a wedge between us. So now if somebody were to say that you have these miscommunications a lot, so I'll give you an example. You and uh-huh. you and Casper were actually good friends, right? Well, I mean, we're like the, mm, we're not yeah. the best of friends, but you guys got along. Uh, yes. You've had a tiff with Senzo in the past, Questa, right? Who you yes. actually, who you actually very good friends with now, right? But so have you. Have well, you not? Hold on, hold on. You have, <laughs> you've had a tiff with El Tido, right? Glitz Gang. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you mentioned me. So why is it that you always have those kind of <clears throat> things with people whom you say are your friends? Well, for me, I think that it gets to a point where there can only be one sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I when I am the sheriff. You know what I'm saying? I I, I believe in many ways that in so far as what I want to say and what I want to get across, if I feel it and I really believe it, I believe like, yo, I've got the clout and I've got the credibility to speak what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the times the things that I say are not are not are not communicated in the best ways. Granted, <laughs> there are tons of there are tons of things that shouldn't have been said at all. Yeah. But the majority of things that I say actually come from a very true place. But it's almost like I might need like a super mega translator or somebody for people to really get what I'm saying. And 100%. I think that I think that most of the time I should just maybe breathe and and word things differently. But if I did breathe and word things differently, it wouldn't be me, now would it? There you was know a what time, I'm saying? There was a time where you even said you uninstalled Twitter because you found that it, yes. it didn't serve your purpose. Uh, and then obviously yes. I'm sure you reinstalled it now. Otherwise, I don't know how you're <laughs> cheating. But so you, you raised yeah. you raised the point of me. You're like, so have I. Yes, I have had arguments with people. But the difference yeah. in me is I'm not an artist. I don't rely on those people to go buy my albums. I don't rely on those people to come to my concerts. Do you ever right. think, hmm, me fighting with my fans or me swearing at my fans may affect my, my, my career adversely or does it not cross your mind? 
I, you see, here's what people need to understand. The word fans and, 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 and people, the public, are being used interta- in, like interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Let's, let me break down what a fan is. A fan is somebody who supports you through streaming, somebody who calls into the radio station and asks them to play a song, somebody who buys a, a sneaker or a product, somebody who supports you. Somebody on, on Inst- or somebody on Twitter or Instagram talking at you in a certain way, and I, I, I might lash out at them. I'm not lashing out at a fan. I'm, in fact, the opposite. I'm lashing out at somebody who is not a fan. Mm. Now, if I, because I, you know, you, you, you've spoken about it, it's clear that I've been this way for many, many years. Mm-hmm. If it was so detrimental to me, why the hell am I still on top of the game? Mm. Okay. How, how detrimental could it be to me if you look at where I am right now, still 15 years later, still charting, still doing my thing, still being productive, still widely regarded as the best hip-hop artist in the country. Why would... What is it that, 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 that people... You know, why would I still be in this position? 100%. Because I know how to I know how to navigate the waters. I know who's a fan. I know who is not a fan. And I never blur the lines between the two. And why would you be the very first guest ever on Kaya Drive? These are questions that That's we what asking. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about now. You could have had anybody. Oh, you that's funny. We joined the studio by AKS. We can hear. Give us a shout. The number is 086 You've got so many voice notes that we will get to. Uh, but there's also a lot of questions that your fans have posed uh, to you and us via Twitter. You see, those are fans. Those are fans. They, they, they post voice notes. They get involved. And they, they, they contribute. Not everybody who interacts with me is a fan. Not everybody on social media is a fan. Love for me you. Where did that come from? What's the story? My uh, United came from uh, from my dad. You know, Historically, Manchester United has always been one of the, probably the biggest, along with Liverpool, uh, well-supported English clubs uh, in the world and in England. So, um, you know, United is just the, 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 the legendary status of the club, the history of the club. Uh, but right now, we're in a rebuilding phase. Uh, we get a point against Leicester this weekend. We in the Champions League, and uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah. Glory, right. glory, Man United. Glory, glory to you. Glory, guys. glory, Man United. Yeah. So here are the voice notes that have been coming through. Uh, obviously, we're getting a lot of them. We'll just try and play as many as we can. Sure, sure, sure. Good afternoon, Sizwe. Good afternoon, Mega. And good afternoon to the listeners. I just have a question for the Mega, Sizwe. Hey, Mega, are you planning on releasing an album anytime soon? Should we expect an album from you, like, before the end of the year or early next year? And if you are planning on releasing an album soon, how many tracks have you done so far? We can't wait, man. Been a long wait, eh? Okay, so maybe answer that before I move on to the next voice note. I know you worked okay. on an album, and I know that you were actually meant to drop <laughs> last year already. Yeah. What yeah. stopped you from dropping last year? Um, just, just, just getting into the right zone. You know, I just wanted to get into the right place. Um, obviously, I've done a lot of uh, 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 changes in terms of production team. I've gotten way more involved in my production again, um, and just just working with different producers. But to answer the question. Um, Yes, I am dropping an album this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's an exclusive bit for you. Uh, my deadline to hand in my album is actually next month. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at dropping actually within the next uh, two to three months. 
And as somebody who studied production and sound engineering, do you ever find that when you're in the studio with other producers, you want to take over and be like, ah, let's rather do things this way? No, 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 no. When it comes to the sound and the mixing and the sonics, uh, I don't think anybody can really have that type of conversation with me in terms of, you know, the the, the producers that, that I work with, with all due respect, you know. Mm-hmm. I really went and studied this stuff. But on the other side, I've learned so much from producers like uh, in the last two years, producers like Marqua Beats, Tweezy and, and me, we, 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 we still working together. Um, I learned so much from my band in terms of music, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, Zadok, uh, um, uh, Sharks, um, you know, uh, Teddy, my guitarist, uh, Danny, all the guys. We really are going to have a, 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 a more, I'm going to make the music and then we're going to like kind of infuse it with a lot of, of live instrumentation. So I'm always chasing that new sound. I'm always chasing another frontier and uh yeah, people. I'll, I'll give people more details on on the album uh, pretty soon, but it is coming out this year, no doubt. I just want to ask you guys in terms of like the current state of the economy and just the future of uh, of uh, South African musicians. How how can uh, corporate and how can us as individuals and fans or supporters of of, of the industry help uh, 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 upcoming artists and existing artists with the multiple streams of income and how to kind of be able to still make money even if they don't have gigs because that's, like, that's like literally the current state of most of the up, up and coming artists or artists that don't, that don't have like uh, alternative incomes. Now this is a well, fair one because yeah, you yeah. and I always have this discussion uh, and even on Twitter about alcohol being banned and that's yeah. the revenue we're gonna we, we need to get into this on 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 air today Caesar, because i want to i want to point a couple of things out for you but okay before to, to, before to, to, you get into yeah. it though we literally have a minute now before we go to traffic and uh-huh. then we can do it after that but if you can answer his question quickly okay answer that question in a minute answer is that artists first and foremost need to help themselves in order for other people to help them uh, we don't know what the industry is looking like in terms of gigs. We don't know what the industry is looking like in terms of alcohol sponsorship, which is a big part of sponsoring whatever we want to do. So look into things like merchandise. Look into things like apps, which is what I've moved into. Uh, TV, try and uh, uh, build your, your, your Instagram following, uh, your TV. Go, go try and pitch some ideas to TV. Um, you got to think out the box and then only then the people will be able to help you. There's no way people will be able to help you in the traditional sense right now. Absolutely. Joined in studio by AK. If you just joined us, uh, he's with us for the next 20 minutes at least, unless things go extremely well, we decide to extend it, but you can give us a shot in the meantime. If you've got a question for him, 086-0000-959. And of course on WhatsApp, send us your voice, voice notes rather. 63 Five, nine. That's pretty much how it's going down. You just joined us. We joined in studio by the one and only, a.k.a. Uh, and before this uh, traffic bulletin, he wanted to get into the issue of alcohol in South Africa and the ban, right? Yes, now, sir. Here's the thing, right? You personally, obviously, are involved in the alcohol business. But yes, you sir. can't look at this as a matter of uh, singularity. This is a matter that, I guess, affects everybody uh-huh. As a society And we know yeah. that as a society There's a lot of things right now um, That just, they go pear-shaped Once you start introducing alcohol And so yeah. let me hear your standpoint on it Okay, Sizwe Let me put it to you like this You 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 look at alcohol, right? And you look at the government And you look at um, the lockdown um, and, and the regulations mm-hmm. Now, we understand that when you When alcohol is freely available 
it does obviously um, put a little bit more of a strain on uh, the healthcare system, which is so maybe people who are in for alcohol related uh, incidents are taking up places of people who should be there for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. 100% we understand that. But if you look at the numbers of those people, not to say that lives are more important than others, but if you look at the numbers of people that we're trying to save through banning the alcohol ban, and you look at the amount of livelihoods, which, I mean, and I'm, I use the word livelihood because what type of life will you have if you do not have employment? If the alcohol business goes under, we're talking SAB, we're talking Distel, the major companies, indirectly and directly, we are looking at a loss of a million jobs. The question to ask is, those million jobs, what is the effect socioeconomically and in people's lives of losing a million jobs versus the strain that alcohol puts on the healthcare system? That is my question that I'm posing to you. So here's the thing, right? Nobody is arguing with that. So if you look at the Reserve Bank now, they've just cut down the repo rates, which is, mm-hmm. it's them basically saying they understand that times are going to be tough for a while longer unprecedented right. the, the moves that they're making so the economy right. is definitely the doldrums there's no two ways right. about it uh, right. one could argue that the economy is already let's not call it dead but it's already oh it's 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 dead bro it's yeah. Dead. yeah so now yeah. if so now if that's already the case why should you carry on risking healthcare and risking further lives by allowing alcohol because it's not like the government didn't allow alcohol to be said to be sold rather they did and then people behaved irresponsibly so much right. so that the government decided okay maybe this is not how we should be doing things and decided to right. go back and enforce law why can the government why can the government i understand that alcohol needs to be regulated but where is the plan you cannot turn off an industry that is the size i think i stand corrected you guys can fact check me here but alcohol is something like the, the alcohol, the liquor industry is something like 2 to 4% of the entire GDP of the country. The workforce for small to medium-sized businesses in this country, right? We're talking about, so in this case, we're talking about tavern owners. We're talking about restaurant owners, waiters, um, uh, truck drivers, so forth. The workforce is small to medium-sized is 47% of the entire workforce of the country. If you close down the entire alcohol sector, you are looking at major, major, major implications, not just for the morale of the country, but you are looking at actual socioeconomic uh, uh, pressures. What type of pressures of, of a million people out of work is what type of pressure is that going to put on the on the infrastructure of the country? I hear it's that. It's something and to no, think about, bro. No, no, it is something to think about. The government cannot switch off on Sunday night. Okay, guys, switch it off. We understand that alcohol must be regulated. What about a plan to work with the Department of Trade and Industry, work with the stakeholders to say, all right, guys, alcohol can only be sold on these certain days. Um, this is how we're going to do it. You, don't, you know restaurants are going to go under, not because restaurants make money out of food. Restaurants make money out of alcohol. Yes, that is the true fact. It is alcohol, but also... What about waiters? What about the mamas who own the taverns? So what, about the, what about the truck drivers? What about the wine farmers? What about the factory workers? I'm not talking about I the I can elite also here. give you what about... I'm talking about the... I'm talking about the base of... I can also give you what about. Can what about the nicotine industry? I can also go, for example, if you're, looking, if you're looking at just contribution to our economy, 
right? Legal or illegal or otherwise. There's lots of other uh, activities that we can monetize and go, look, guys, if we legalize DACA, for example, we stand to make this many billions. But we don't. Why? Because the moral fiber of, of society currently is more important to us than the monetary gain. But I, mean, I look, don't know about. Go- I mean, uh, using marijuana is, 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 is that's another conversation because you know it's 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 we uh, we all know what's happening with marijuana in this country right now. Mostly, white people are buying up the farms, buying up the land, and getting ready for the day when that is going to be able to trade, and we will be left out of that process once again. Okay. You've been dropping a lot of visuals, um, I guess, over the last, since last week. And then this week you dropped the visuals to energy. And then next week you're dropping more visuals uh, for the, obviously yes, sir. The, the three tracks that you dropped uh, about a month ago. If you just yes, joined sir. us, we have got AKA in the studio. Of course, this is 95.9. This is Kaya Drive. Tell us about the move to drop singles as opposed to dropping, I guess, the full album. Well, uh, for me, this is kind of my, if you look at the the times we're living in with the pandemic, a lot of people at home, the people need music, the people need inspiration, and the people need something, you know, from the heart, you know, like I said on the song. Mm-hmm. South African hip-hop is in a, is in a, is in a, like a transitional phase, you know, and uh, I've, I've always been that person to come with quality music, something to say, and something to get off my chest, and I think that dropping three singles was really about if you take those three singles that's really one single um in the run-up to my album as i've said uh previously that the, the album is going to come out within the next few months so that's really the thinking behind it man just to feed the people i'll drop another one or another two uh when the album drops and yeah man uh, it's going to be about I'm, I'm i'm trying to get it to 10 tracks 10 absolutely amazing tracks um and uh then maybe drop another album straight after that so i'm here to like feed the people during this time because that's what the people need no doubt taking all of your calls zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. caesar in centurion got a question for ak yeah actually caesar thanks for this for accepting my call it's not a question per se it's a suggestion rather no worries go ahead uh, yeah first and foremost i would like to say uh your professionalism, guys, is greatly appreciated and inspired. Thank you, sir. You are able to, like, deal with issues very professionally in front of the world, the way everything works out. It's superb. But uh, also another note, my suggestion. Uh, don't Because I, I know such kind of things, I think, in the industry that you are in, um, the... the, the what you call your industry, Caesar, that is the the the, the entertainment the media industry, yes, yeah. and then mega on the uh, on the musical industry and all. You know, such things will always happen internationally, as you know, it happens in the U.S., it happens in Brazil. Now, as a suggestion, just for the fans, you know, guys, I'm a fan of both you guys right through and through. Yes. So, would it be like you know, sometimes we just say once a year we do something like a mini purge. But highly controlled, like we compete in athletics and the like. <laughs> the ring would be the best part. I can imagine Mega there on the red corner, and we having Caesar on the blue corner, and also Casper has to join in. He's been showing off his body in his videos. Let's see if you can carry your weight around. Yeah, I think an innovative idea, guys. It would be nice. Just once a year, it's aside everything, guys. We've got gloves on, head cards, gum shields, and all. Let us take it once a year. Thank you very I, much. Well, what, 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 thank you, Caesar. Well, what I do know is that we were supposed to try and have this fight this year. I don't, I don't know if it'll happen this year. Uh, I know that we're both training. 
I know that I, I know that I'm training. You and so, Casper, um, right? You got to be clear because people are going to think now we fight. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> I know me. And, I know me. Me and the other guy. Me and the other guy. He's supposed to be training. I am training. I don't. I'm not too clued up about what he's doing. We we wanted to have the fight this year. I don't know if it'll happen this year, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Okay, so let's take some other calls. Literally, we got a minute before we run out of time and had to and have to go to news. Lodric in Tembisa. Sure, please. Ganjan, Baba, get to it quickly, Ganjan. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, what's your question? Lodric. Yo, please. Hey, yeah. What's your question, Bob? I don't have a question. I only have a special request to AKA. Okay. Uh, I've been tweeting. Uh, I've been tweeting him uh, since 2015. I just want him to host the Super Mega Show in Venda when this pandemic is over. That's all I want. V- Venda in December. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Venda December. Something like something like that. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> okay. No, no worries. I'm sure that can be arranged. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, that that could be a good business opportunity for you. Then. It's about time. It's about time, guys. You know, we we have to wait. We we first gonna have to wait for these lockdown regulations to change. Okay, here's a voice note. Hey, yo, sis, it's your boy Black. Please ask uh, Super Mega the remix to Baddest, um, which Nadia Nakai was not featured on. And at the time, Nadia Nakai was star was rising up and she solidified herself as one of the best. Why wasn't she included? Because she was going to make a perfect fit for the song. So why didn't she include Nadia Nakai? Was it a beef thing with Casper or what popped there? Please answer that, Super. Okay. I, I think at the time it was it was just the people that we i would like to point out that before this whole huge female wave came you know i was the first one to really give that type of platform to those artists i'm talking about muzi uh Gigi lemaine I, I, I forgot who else was 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 on the record um and uh yeah for, it, it, it's, it's, there's no particular reason why she wasn't on but i have great respect for nadia um i also have great respect for the things that she's done um, and yeah, we, we get along. I, I actually saw her the, the, the other day and we had a good chat. So I'm very proud of her and uh, I wish her all the best. Can I ask that you hold your thoughts? Because obviously now the time is up, but we'll carry on with the discussion on the other side of this. I'll wrap it up in the first 15 minutes uh, of the next uh-huh. hour. Uh, we joined uh-huh. in studio by AKA, the super mega himself. The calls are flooding in, in a flurry, and we've got voice notes. That's why we can't end it right now. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you do have one last question you want to send through, maybe send it to us via voice note, 063-688-0959, or call us on 0860-00959. You're listening to Kaya Drive with Cizwe on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. We have the one and only, AKA, Keenan, Jared, Forbes in the studio. Having a discussion about pretty much anything you want to ask him about. Uh, we've got so many callers lined up. We've got so many voice notes coming through. But before we get into those, obviously, Kanye West is one of the people that you love and look up to and uh-huh. fear, right? And you, yes, sir. You obviously, you told me two days ago, you're like, man, my heart is broken. What's going on with this guy? But one yep. thing that people always accuse Kanye of doing is before an album comes out, there's always yep. going to be some sort of stunts, publicity or otherwise. But it's linked yep. to his personal life and it affects his family. And you can yep. draw a parallel between him and you because you also will do something like that where I remember I was about to go write an accounting exam and I had to call you because you were tweeting and swearing at your old mom, right? And for somebody who said they value family so much, why do you draw your family into the turmoil 
that is your life, especially. I don't in the think I was. Life. I don't think to. to I don't. I, I wasn't swearing at my own mom. I don't think that happened. Uh, I think it was a very, very sensitive time in my life, uh, and I wasn't really as matured as I am now. That was during the whole situation with. Uh, you know, Cairo's mom, and it was messy, you know, and mm-hmm. it was it was something that I was going through. Now, if you want to liken that to what Kanye West is going through right now, you could definitely say that there are certain parallels in terms of, you know, bearing your soul. And when you bear your soul, you also bear your, your flaws. And sometimes the flaws are very, very ugly, and I've never been afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. But as far as what's going on with him right now, you know, Forget the millions, forget Adidas, forget all sorts of, um, you know, his music. I'm more than anything, I'm just worried about Kanye West, the person, you know. Uh, I just think that something is going on with him. Maybe he's having one of his episodes. Um, and it's never really cool to, to, to watch something like that because, you know, Kanye West in many ways raised a lot of us um, as producers as artists and you know is the soundtrack to to you know kind of my whole high school career so it's very disturbing to see what's happening but more than anything i just pray for kanye as the person you know because it's funny to laugh at it and people make memes about it and talk about it but um you know to draw that parallel it could bring it back to me these are real people and real people go through real episodes and um it's easy to 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 make it you know clickbait or uh, laugh at it and whatever and I suppose it comes with the territory, you know. Um, I, for, for one, understand that. I look at my daughter. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, you know, my daughter's like got about a million followers on Instagram and whatever right now. People are going to do the exact same thing that they did to me to my daughter. And I hope people know that. And my daughter is going to grow up knowing that, that these people are not your friends. These people, it's a transaction. You give them something and they give you something. And of course, there are fans of you and there are fans of me, but I'm going to teach her that, you know, at the end of the day, you unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, you were born into this position, but it comes with a price and you're going to have the exact same treatment done to you that they did to me. But then when you draw her into that discourse... Is that fair? Uh-huh. Because you chose to be famous. You chose to be in this industry. She I didn't, didn't choose to be famous. I didn't choose to be famous. I, I was given a God-given talent, an exceptional talent that made me famous. I didn't choose to be famous. With what I do, fame is not a choice. You, you can't do what I do and choose not to be famous. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying about her not being, she was born into it. Now, if you think about it, what was she born into? She was born into success she was born into opportunity she was born into whatever she wants to put her mind to to do she can achieve i that doesn't sound like a very bad deal for me at all um she is privileged she was born into privilege but that privilege comes with a price and she will grow up to understand it and we will raise her accordingly okay Cizo in western mm-hmm. cape that's the second season now that's called in, okay? No, I think something weird is going on. This is Cizo. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Caesar again. I'm yeah. like, nah, come on, man. Cizo, how's it going? Ah, where's Cizo now? Okay, we'll move Hello? on. We haven't got time. Hey, we've been trying to speak to you. How's it going? Coming in? Sorry? Ah, Cizo. Hey, we got to go. We got to go. Musa in Pretoria. Hi, Cizo. How are you? Great, Baba Ganjan. Good thanks. Okay, hey, thanks, man. For thanks, What's for, up, my, what's up my G? Um, what's going I just on? have a question to. I have a question for AKA. 
Um, okay, yeah. have you ever thought of doing another better remix, like with all the female rappers, like maybe a remix of Main Old or Monument? I really, I've never been, you know, back in the days I was really into remixes because remixes would extend the lifespan of your song. But now, you know, about, you know, so many years later, people consume music so fast. They're already onto the next song, onto the next song, onto the next song. So for me, remixes are not something that I'm looking into doing right now. It's more about, okay, I've got so many songs. I've recorded for this album maybe about 20, 25 songs, man, like ideas just laying around. Um, <clears throat> and I'd rather focus on new music than focus on remixes, especially remixes of old songs. Mm. Nah, thank you very much for that, Musa in Pretoria. Still taking your voice notes. What up, C's, and what up, Mega? Yo, this is your what boy, Kamu. And all I want to say is shout out, Mega. Uh, thank you for dropping three hits. And the visuals for energy, ooh, out of here. And just waiting for the album to drop. Yes, sir. Super soft is a lifestyle. Super soft is a lifestyle. AKA, Woody Kenny, please squash the beef between him and Casper. Actually, the fight that is supposed to happen. So they could drop the, their albums in the same day. So we could see who will win in numbers. So, Okay, before you answer that, just hold on because I want to add to that question. So he's asking if you drop the beef between you and Casper and if you can drop at the same time. Greetings, the Cisway, the greetings, the AKA the and the hold on, hold on, hold I just on. have a question for uh, AKA. Um, since on Twitter, every artist has been like bashing Samus and saying they're corrupt. Um, not, not necessarily corrupt, but they've been bashing the whole nomination system. How does AKA feel about the Samus? That's my question to AKA. So how do you feel about the Samus? Okay, so which question do you want me to answer first? You shoot, Caesar. Which question? Summers. Start with the summers before we get to that other one. Yes. How do I feel about the summers? Well, downstairs, I've already got three of them joints sitting on my wall, shiny than a mug. <laughs> All right? So I've already won summers. But I understand that awards are very, very political. You know, you mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. You know, you never know what you're going to get. I don't want to bash the summers, but I also don't want to put the summers on some sort of level where it's like, if you do not win, then you are nothing. You know what I'm saying? However, if you do win, more more props to you and more power to you, you know? Um, it's just that awards can be tricky. With that said, however, I am nominated uh, for uh, Best Video and Record of the Year for Jigga. Please make sure you guys vote. If we win, if we win. If we don't, we don't. It is what it is. Is it also not true, though, especially with artists, that while you're still winning, the awards are credible. Once you stop winning, then they're not credible. I stopped winning awards about, geez, the last award I won must have been like five years ago. So I don't know. You know, people like to say when you're winning, you're winning and it's great. And when you're not winning, then it's not credible. However, I just feel like it takes a lot of effort to win awards as well. It takes a lot of ass-kissing. It takes a lot of being nice to the, to the right people. It takes a lot of mobilizing your fans, buying airtime, uh, doing voting parties, campaigns, uh, relentless promotion on Twitter. So also to win an award, you also got to put in work. Do I have the, the, the energy to... I do have the energy, but do I want to allocate my energy to awards? I'd rather allocate my energy to giving the people the best album, getting my Bovamania merch uh, uh, out, which people are crying for, 
uh, running for president. Now I'm just kidding. Or am I? Who knows? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Vote Bovamania in 2024. Who knows? I'm oh. trying to put my energy into different things. And then one last question now to link to that other voice note. Somebody asked you if you and Casper would ever make up. And I want to no! add to this. Hold on. Wait, before you answer. I want to add to this. Does it ever con- concern you that you guys have got a fan base that overlaps so much that quite often when you two beef, you are forcing fans to choose and potentially alienating people that could have bought your album or supported you? I think that AKA and Casper fans are two very different types of people, two very different types of fans. Now, I'm not going to speak ill of his fans. He's got his fans. But what I can tell you is about my fans. My fans, just like we always go back to the Kanye West thing, are self-confident. They are intelligent. They are well-educated. My fans are fans of themselves and fans who have a higher taste level. I want those people to support me. I'm not worried about anything else that I might lose or might not lose. I put my product out there and people support me and people love me. As so far as making up and all of that stuff, do you know what? People love it too much. We've sold too many records. Y'all have made us too famous. You guys keep us too relevant. We are not the ones who perpetuate it. We just sell you guys exactly what you want. And you know what? You guys buy it and you lap it up in, 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 in millions. Thank you very much. That's where we need to leave it.